1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What's good, everybody? You got Freddie Coleman, Aaron Goldhammer in for the guys today on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Brother Aaron Goldhammer, what's good with you on this Monday?
2: What's good, Freddie Coleman? How are you? We are deep in mourning over here at the Goldhammer house today. Why? Because Paris Hilton's pet chihuahua. Has died at age 23. Is there so, some kind
1: of spiritual connection that you have to a dog that's I, I, not I, even I, yours?
2: It's at after a 23-year-old 23, a 23 dog, okay. Freddie. Right. I mean, does this dog drink from the fountain of youth? <laughs> Paris Hilton's pet chihuahua is, is so we are flying the flags <laughs> okay. at half-mast here at the Goldhammer House today.
1: It's amazing <laughs> how there's been a renaissance with Paris Hilton. I don't know what that says about her. Your family, that dog, I have no idea. But I just find it very amazing that Paris is back. She is back, and she's probably back here to stay. Unlike the Boston Celtics, for example, five minutes away from who said this. I don't even know where to start. And why exactly don't know how it's going to end. That comes your way in about five minutes. And the one thing about the Celtics being down 0-3 in this series, Aaron Goldhammer. Oh. No conversation from how they got there, courtesy of the Miami Heat. Yeah. They're down three games to nothing. Because the Miami Heat have been the better basketball team. They play like a better basketball team. They have not played like a CYO West 4th Rucker Park basketball team. But yet, the conversation about Celtics, what is wrong with y'all up in Boston?
2: So I think that's fair because I think that the Celtics on paper are the more talented team. And I think that the shocking thing about this series, Freddie, isn't that the Heat are ahead. And it isn't that the Heat are going to win it because – if, the, if you told me that he were going to win this in seven a week ago, I would have said, OK, I All could, right. you know, the Celtics mess around a little bit. I could see. But the idea that the Celtics are going to get swept mm-hmm. and what happened last night, the blood of last night. That is a loss that I don't think is going to wash away quickly in okay. Boston. Those are the kinds of losses that cost people jobs and that really stain an organization for a while. So while I think Miami deserves a ton of credit for what they've done mm-hmm. in this whole playoff run, right. they are not an eight seed. They are a championship contending team. I understand why most of the conversation is centered around one of the all-time great quit-job choke job collapses which Mm -hmm. is what's going on in that boston celtic locker room
1: i don't know where to begin or end with this basketball team i will say this about the celtics and i warned everybody they've been the goofy boston celtics ever since they had the best record in the nba in january they have been this kind of team aaron they've been a goofy goofy basketball team at times they look like world beaters and then they look like that last night That's why it was perplexing to hear Jalen Brown of the Celtics say this. I don't even know where to start. Uh, It's an obvious letdown. I feel like we let our fan base, organization down. We let ourselves down. And it was collective. We can point fingers. uh, But in reality, it was just embarrassing. How do you have a team that last year made the NBA Finals? Up two games to one against the Golden State Warriors. I know we'll have an Ime Adoka. We're going to get into that with him not being there. But you essentially have the same basketball team, and you added Malcolm Brogdon to this basketball team. And yet you have a coach looking overmatched, and you have a player, one of your key guys, saying, you know who he is? He was like Coach Klein at Halftime to Bourbon Bowl. Anybody got an idea? (laughs) Anybody? (laughs) Nobody on this basketball team should be in the position to say, I don't know where to start. When you had that kind of talented team yep. when it comes to the Boston Celtics.
2: Yeah, it's it's a stinky law. The, the stain of yeah. this is going to last, I think, in Boston for a while. No You're doubt. I Freddie, as you were just walking through that, uh, there were two big dramas in the NBA in the preseason to have to do with each of the conference champions from last year. Mm-hmm. Draymond punched Jordan Poole. Sure. Okay? Yep. And at the end of the Warriors' season – they admitted that came back to haunt them Absolutely. at the end of the, at, it was present at the beginning and it was present at the very end of the culture issue inside a golden state. I think this is the same. This was the one in the East where Ime Udoka shockingly lost his job out mm-hmm. of left field yep. uh, because of an issue that really has never been explained. And Joe Missoula got thrust into this role. Remember the lead assistant on, on, udoka's staff was will hardy who's now the head coach in utah he right. got that job earlier in the offseason right so it's not like they even had the number two man the william t Riker, so to speak to come in and <laughs> and replace him you're now going to the number three guy and this is what you get you know again just like with draymond and jordan Poole. The situation from October is really come back to haunt the Celtics in May.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. Aaron Goldhammer, Freddie, coming in for the guys and then and Carl on ESPN Radio because you mentioned Joe Mazzulla and people trying to say he should shoulder all the blame or it should be 80 percent him or maybe 50 50, whatever that is. But if you're a Celtics fan, you probably never thought in a million years that on May 22nd, 2023, the day after your coach said this about, you know what, we weren't ready.
3: Joe, the, the biggest game of the season, a game you had to have, and you guys just looked completely lost after the first six minutes. What exactly happened out there? Uh, I just didn't have them ready to play.
4: Oh. I just didn't have them ready to play. I should have, really? uh, whatever it was, whether it was the starting lineup or it was an adjustment, just have uh-huh. to get them in a better place, ready to play, and that's on me.
1: How do you not have a team ready to play when you lost the first two games at home? This is what happens, because the Celtics, Aaron, they wanted to get rid of the whole Fiasco that turned out to be Ime Odoka in the court of public opinion yeah. when they had to move on from him. Not, yep. not, I'm not condoning or trying to override whatever he did. Yep. If you do something like that and abuse your position of power in that organization, yep. there should be a day of reckoning for that. But yep. the Celtics were so happy, Aaron, yeah. that they were at the best record in the Eastern Conference. They uh-huh. looked at Joe Mazzul and said, Here's a multi year contract. Yep. And now they're afraid to admit that yep. this is a, mis- is a mistake that they have to keep in the building because they signed off on him over Ime Udoka.
2: I didn't think there was any way before last night that they'd make a coaching change, but I do now. I I oh, yeah. do now. I, I guess I'd ask it this way. What would the record in the series right now be if Ime Udoka was the coach of the Celtics and not Joe Missoula? I think at worst it would be... 2-1 Heat, and I think there's a world in which it's actually 2-1 Boston okay. right now if Udoka was the coach. Do you, do you disagree? I just think the collapses yeah. and the lack of cohesion, the third quarter of game mm-hmm. one, yep. and the way the last six minutes went in the fourth quarter of game two, sure. I'm not sure either of those things happens the same way if they have a more qualified, more experienced head coach on the bench.
1: Well, I'm a big believer that you don't keep mistakes in the building and you don't allow that mistake to continue. And I don't really know if this is a mistake with Joe Mazzula because, to be fair, like I mentioned, they had the best record in the Eastern Conference in January. They're back in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals for the second straight year. This could be a different conversation if they were like this in round one versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'm not so sure that Boston is going to fire him. Uh-huh. or admit a mistake in the building and move on from that mistake because they signed off on him to a multi-year contract even yeah. though there're there're plenty of there candidates out there that you can go after nick yep. nurse mighty yep. williams yep. mike boonholzer there're yep. dudes out there that you can say look we can't keep this guy around based on what's happened in the last 3 games
2: and I wonder if Brad Stevens is thinking, maybe I want to come down and coach the team again. I I don't know if that's even an option for Boston, but they do have a, yeah. mm-hmm. a championship-level coach who's running their front office. Sure. You know, it's funny. You brought up Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it's not like that was a really clean series for the It Celtics. wasn't. They lost right, two out of three like, games
1: at home. You're right.
2: Yeah. So, okay. And then the Philly series was not clean at all. Sure. I mean, ultimately, look, like the, the reality of it is, Frankly, the, the the Sixers should have won that series. Like they're up three two, they're at home, they have the lead in the fourth quarter. Like what more can you ask for? And the Celtics got mana from heaven to fall down, and then they end up winning Game Seven. Uh-huh. But I mean, this has kind of been an adventure during the entire playoff run. And yeah. the Celtics, Freddie, were never going to be judged by how Joe Missoula coached them in December. They were always going to be judged by how they were going to do in the playoffs. The Heat had a rocky season. They won 44 games. Mm-hmm. They barely snuck into the playoffs. I think everybody now would agree they're having a successful season. Yes, despite the fact of that now. They had an up-and-down regular season. Right, exactly.
1: No doubt about that. Aaron Goldhammer, Freddie, coming in for the guys today and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Should Joe Mozilla be back as a Boston Celtics head coach? Let us know on Twitter at HammerNation19. That's Aaron's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Phone number as well, 888 ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You mentioned how the Celtics have been able to get to this point not looking clean. Mm-hmm. they've been the benefit, I hate to use this term, but they've been the benefit of playing a Hawks team that nobody thought they were going to lose to and then having a playoff Jimmy show up known as James Harden in Game 6 and Game 7. That's yep. a playoff Jimmy that always shows up. Anytime that playoff Jimmy shows up, it's good for the opponent. It's never good for the team that James Harden is on. But now yep. they've run into a Miami Heat bunch that is not having it. And both the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets are one game away from having a Denver Nuggets Miami Heat, NBA Finals. I wonder how much are people going to give that a look-see when many people, not you and me, we don't care. We just want good basketball. But many people want Boston versus L.A., tradition versus tradition, star power versus star power, and yet both of those teams have not been able to scratch one game. I wonder what that's going to look like because I'm going to do everything I can to get everybody ready and excited for a Heat, Nuggets, NBA Finals. But Aaron, I live on planet Earth. Just yep. because I put it out there does yep. not mean it's going to be received the way I want it to be with two teams that are really, <laughs> really good and are really p- good at playing basketball in this playoff uh, I mean, series. Look
2: for basketball heads; like you're going to watch the finals regardless of who's playing. Absolutely, like the, the NBA is not seeking out fringe fan Freddie Coleman nope. to try to get to watch the. So, okay, so here be, beyond that, okay, then the, 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 you got to have stars that appeal to like. The marketability of the country. This is where the LeBron versus Steph series did record ratings, Absolutely. right on yep. our, on our, on our air. I mean, on on ESPN and ABC, those games were setting records. So. The, the the Heat and the Nuggets, look, the commissioner doesn't control who makes the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that these are not the two teams that the league would have picked at the beginning. And you know what's funny? It's kind of Denver's problem in a way, Freddie, because... We
1: know about Jimmy Butler and Miami and that's it. Yes. You're fair, and, that's and, and, fair to say.
2: And I grew up there, and I'm a huge Denver Nugget fan. I'm one of the very few. Okay. Their games aren't even on in their local TV market, number one. Right. And then number two, I was thinking about this, like... Are they not one of the most nondescript franchises in all of sports, the Denver Nuggets?
1: Yeah. Think about it. They've been been successful not successful successful. I see where you're going with this. So
2: so they've been around since 76 in the NBA. They were in the ABA before that. Mm -hmm. They've never been to the finals. They've never won a championship, obviously. And the highlight in their franchise's history before this year was a first-round upset over the Seattle Supersonics in 1994 but other than that, like some franchises have iconic moments, most of them have iconic moments associated with them. Right. The Nuggets are just very—I um, don't know—bland, vanilla, to the stereotypical. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the stereotypical sports fan. The other thing I'll say about Jokic, I mean, he's awesome. He is. But you know, does he have flashy dunks? Does he have kids trying to emulate him he out on the a, playground? He doesn't have a
1: flashy game right does, to he, do that.
2: does he have his own signature shoe how many commercials is he in mm-hmm. um, I mean maybe he'll get more now right but it's it's not look if it goes seven and it's a classic series eventually it'll draw interest game one is probably going to be the lowest rated game one in the history of the NBA finals just given the matchup I would suspect
1: one of the things about what you just said and A contemporary of ours, George Sodano, does a great job, part of ESPN NBA, does a great radio show on ESPN LA, LA, 710 in Los Angeles. Somebody complained about a Heat Nuggets NBA Finals that it's more than likely we're going to get unless a miracle comes down, the second miracle of NBA heaven. And he said, and I quote about that, if that is indeed the matchup and ratings are quote-unquote bad, it's a failure of ours as a collective media covering the sport. Part of the job should be to teach, educate, and inform the audience. Tell the stories all season long. This way the audience is engaged. The NBA does a lot of great things. Other sports do a better job of this particular thing. That's a response to a tweet that somebody had by George Sodano when somebody complained about Heat Snuggers. Here's why I'll push back on George on that one. I like George a lot. You can educate people on something, but I like to say there's constructive criticism, but there's also constructive listening. If you don't want to pay attention to something that does not tickle your fancy and excite your soul, Aaron Goldhammer Freddie Coleman, Shannon Penn, our producer, we can talk about it ad nauseum. If you're not interested, you're not going to give it a chance to be seen. And that is that potential problem that's going to be there. Even though you got Jimmy Butler, great personality. Jamal Murray Denver, great personality. Eric Spolster, underrated personality. But if enough people don't know about that, that's not just a media or NBA thing. It's how the listener or how the viewer may not want to be bothered if it's somebody they don't have a connection to or want to be connected to.
2: I mean, sometimes, though, you know, like the Braves and the Twins, Freddie, played in one of the great World Series. No question. Ever. No question. And if you ask people, I think even now, like, that went through it, like, oh, my God, the 91 World Series, like, how many games went to extra innings? You had iconic moments. We'll see you tomorrow night. Kirby
1: Puckett's home run in game six, no question.
2: Ultimately, you had stars. And neither one of those markets, it's not the Yankees against the Cubs. It's not the Dodgers against the Red Sox. It's not these old, so i think that if if i'm the nba here yeah. like one thing that i would allow to have happen, let the series play out a little bit understand that you don't have a lebron or victor wembanyama or some huge <laughs> amazing story right. coming to the but i think there's a chance assuming this is going to be the series and i don't know the team's up 3-0 or 0 and 149
1: the fat lady uh, singing
2: yeah the, the <laughs> i i think i know what the finals matchup is going to be Look, if game one goes to overtime and game two has a buzzer beater, yeah. people are going to be paying attention and talking about it by the time you get to game three.
1: Paul in Florida, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Precious Paul, what you got to say, my friend?
5: Yeah, man, uh, just calling in to kind of comment on, you know, whether or not the viewership is going to be up. I really just kind of find it hard to believe if you truly are a basketball fan, you've got two organizations that are balling out. And if you choose not to watch the finals if it ends up being Miami and Denver because it's not a storied franchise like the Lakers or like the Celtics, then, I mean, you've got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you truly a basketball fan? Because the best product for the NBA of what's currently been happening in the playoffs would be uh, Miami Heat-Denver Nuggets finals. And I uh, appreciate you guys for taking my call.
1: Paul in Florida, thank you for the call. Paul, I'm not going to disagree with what you had to say because I think there's complete validity, Aaron, what he had to say. But I will say this, living on planet Earth and 21st century entertainment, more than ever before, yep. stars do matter. Now, Jimmy Butler's great commercials. I love the new Miller Lite commercial between him and the Gecko Gwimike, where they have like a little back and forth about who shot the most air balls. But yeah. even among the top flight stars in the NBA, yes. Jimmy Butler is still a notch below. And Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, they're not even in the building. So, Paul, you, me and Aaron aren't the problem. It's the average Joe and Josephine that aren't hardcore basketball fans. That's who the NBA has to try to reach if we get this kind of series in the finals.
2: Freddie, one more thing I think that's worth mentioning here is most finals have super-duper star, world-famous people playing in them. That's fair. I mean, you think about the four-years Cavs-Warriors. Oh, my gosh. LeBron, Steph, Draymond, Clay, Kyrie. Like, there's guys that are world-famous, movie-star famous. Right playing all over the place in that series. Last year, you know, Tatum's in a lot of commercials. You've got Steph, of course, on the other side, who's going for his first finals MVP, blah, blah, blah. So I think what would be unique about this is, I don't know, if Jimmy Butler walks down the street of Bristol, Connecticut, I think he gets recognized. Nikola Jokic is seven feet tall, so I think people know who he is. I don't know that either one of those guys is movie star level famous like LeBron and Steph.
1: Ryan in Texas, what do you got to say about the upcoming NBA Finals that could involve the Heat versus the Nuggets, my friend?
5: Hey,
2: guys. I was just
5: listening. Uh, It reminds me of people complaining about the non-major PGA Tour events, that they're not exciting because of all this. But when Wyndham Clark won $3.6 million, it was really cool. When Chris Kirk won after being struggling with alcoholism for a long time, it was still really cool. I think the finals, Nuggets, Heats, can still be amazing and don't have to have the superstar because there's plenty of stories involved in that final.
1: Well, Ryan, the trampoline off of that, then the NBA has to do a better job of making sure that whenever the Eastern Conference or Western Conference finals in Aaron, yeah, you got to trump up those storylines. You got to make sure it's ad nauseum to the point where people say, All right, I'll watch game one. If yep. the NBA takes a Major League Baseball approach, yep. we've seen where that's gotten Major League Baseball, where yep. Mike Child can walk down any street in this country. Not a lot of people know who he is.
2: Yep. Uh, and I don't think that that's ultimately where this is going. I think it's just, it was a weird, unique year. Yeah. But also putting guys on this stage sometimes they become stars right. on that level.
1: Right, and then they you, get to have those movie star red carpet premiere about them. Right, maybe, right. Just maybe.
2: How did Steph become Steph? No one knew who the heck he was. The NCAA tournament that's made that's him a, a star. Yeah, no right? doubt about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: That's a great point. Aaron Goldhammer, Freddie coming in for the guys and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in. How excited would you be? You're a casual Joe and Josephine fan, not hardcore Freddie Aaron basketball fan. How excited would you be for a Nuggets-Heat NBA Finals matchup? Keep hitting us up at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776 Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 3776 Your calls are next after our man Aaron has this from Indeed.
2: Folks, if you're gearing up for hot summer hires then stop making candidate cold calls hire with Indeed. Their powerful all-in-one hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview and hire candidates all in one place with tools like Instant Match. The moment you sponsor a post, you're instantly receiving a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can then invite them to apply Schedule and conduct interviews all from the indeed website to learn more go to indeed.com credit that is indeed.com
3: credit passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at
0: ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
3: This is the Kantian Carlin Podcast. Murray walks the dribble above the left side break, turns, shoots for three, 26 for Jamal Murray with Anthony Davis in his face, Murray knocks it down, 119 to 108, it's a final now at Crypto.com Arena, the Lakers led 94-93 with 7.48 to play. The Jamal Murray first half, 30 points, played this unbelievable basketball. And our defense stepped up to hold water while Nikola was out. Nikola, you can't keep him down for a whole game.
1: The voice of Michael Malone, the Denver Nuggets head coach before that, Sean Kelly with a call on ESPN Radio. The Denver Nuggets played their first NBA game on October 22, 1976. The number one song that day was If You Leave Me Now by Chicago. They are one game away from making their first ever NBA finals with Aaron Goldhammer and Freddie Coleman in for the guys. And then Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN radio as well as the ESPN app. 6 channel eighty. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Let's bring in a guy that played for the Denver Nuggets. who got close a couple of times to Western Conference Finals from an NBA defensive player back in 2007. He is Marcus Camby. A great follow on Twitter at MarcusCamby23. Marcus, you know the city very well. A lot of people wondering about the excitement if we get a Heat Nuggets final. For those who aren't excited, what would you tell them about saying, hey, you need to flip that script in your mind?
5: Well, oh, first of all, thank you guys for having me. But if you're talking about a potential Denver Nuggets in Miami Heat um, series, then you have to be excited about that. I know the sexy pick is to have the Lakers versus the Boston Celtics because of their rivalry, but we're looking at a Denver team that's been the number one seed all season long that's, you know, being carried by Jokic, who could, pos- could have possibly been the third time MVP in this league and a guy like Jamal Murray who's been playing. Spectacular basketball of late against the Miami Heat, who's probably the Cinderella story this year, you know, being the AC, having the potential to make it all the way to the finals. Something I know a little bit about being with my Knicks team (laughs) in 1999. So I think that's going to be a, a very terrific series that a lot of people are going to be surprised by.
2: For people, Marcus, who are just watching Jokic for the first time, what's the piece of his game that impresses you the most?
5: I just think it's probably his non athletic ability. I mean, but he's a guy who just pretty much does it all. I mean, he has the vision of a guy like LeBron. You know, he can shoot a la, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. He pretty much does it all. And you, you go by his looks, you really can't really tell, you know, how effective he would be out there in basketball court. until you really get a chance to analyze and really see how he plays. He's a tremendous, tremendous talent.
1: You played in the NBA when you were drafted number one, pick number two in the first round, 1996. You know a little bit about defense, Marcus. How would Marcus Canby defend a guy like Nikola Jokic?
5: Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a real tough question. I've been getting asked that lately, but um, just try to make it tough for him. He's a guy that obviously you're not going to be able to stop. Um, he can win a ball game just by his scoring ability, just by his passing ability, just by his IQ. So he has a lot of different ways who can beat you out there in the basketball court.
2: Marcus, how real is the altitude thing in Denver? Because I know they're really good, but also they're <laughs> undefeated at home in the playoffs, and I wonder if that might have something to do with it.
5: It's for real, for real, for real. Let me tell you firsthand. Uh, you know, even when you come out there to play, you know, right before tip-off, they put up on the scoreboard that, uh, you know, you're 5,280 feet above sea level. Uh, beware of acute mountain sickness. So all that stuff you got <laughs> playing in your head, and then you have to go out there and play the basketball court. And your first two times up and down the court, you're out there gassing for air. You're getting tired in the mouth. You're getting asked up out of the ball game. So, you know, definitely uh, the altitude is a real deal.
1: He played in the NBA from 1996 through 2013 as a defensive player. Back in 2007, he played for the Denver Nuggets. He is Marcus Camby, joining Freddie Coleman and Aaron Goldhammer on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. One thing that I've always loved about guys like you who understand the game, you always talk about exactly what it means to a team that does not fall apart in key situations. We've had the Lakers do that. We've had the Celtics do that. Which has been the worst team that has fallen apart for you being down 0-3 between the Lakers and the Celtics, Marcus?
5: I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, just considering the way things have unraveled out there in Boston. I mean, I thought they, you know, were a team um, that had a chance to get back to the finals like they did last year. And it's been a tough role for them. I, just, I just saw something earlier and was talking about. They're on like their third coach in like three years. Uh, so uh, just getting that stability, just getting their young, talented guys to play together You know, every game is going to be tough. I mean, Brown and and Tatum, those guys are future Hall of Famers and and great basketball players out there on the court, but they just ran into a buzzsaw with Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. a a guy that has the will to not will himself, but also will his team and his organization to play at a higher level than they've been playing out in a regular season. So a lot of credit has to go to Jimmy Butler. He's been amazing.
2: Marcus, you've been on both sides of blowouts throughout your career, but how hard is it when it's all come unraveled and you look up and you're down 30 and you're on the road, the crowd's going crazy? What are the conversations like amongst teammates in a healthy team environment when you're going through a game like the Celtics went through last night?
5: I mean, I know it's really tough for them, especially losing the first two ball games on your home court. Yep. Then you have to go down there in Miami. You go down there in, 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 in the great weather, and, and then you're down 0-3, then your mindset can creep in about the summertime and being on the beach and stuff like that. So it's a tough environment to play down there in Miami, especially with your back's against the wall. But they have a lot of veteran you know, presence on that team with Tatum and, and Al Horford, so I know those guys are talking about those guys about taking this one game at a time, one possession at a time. And you know, the series is far from over, but if they can put together some runs, some nice quarters, they can get this thing back to Boston.
1: What are your thoughts on Carmelo Anthony calling it a day after 19 years playing in the NBA, Marcus? And you played with him in Denver when he first got there as a rookie.
5: Right. I mean, um, it's, a, it's a great, sad day for the NBA. Uh, you know, I got to Denver a year before Carmelo got there, and I think we won like 16 or 20 bargains. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we got Carmelo the next year, it's been playoff after playoff. I mean, he was a guy who pretty much revolutionized the Denver Nuggets organization and the city during his tenure out there in Denver. You know, I had a chance to hook back up with him in 2012 and thirteen in New York where we had a, a nice little playoff run. And just to see his career come to an end, um, you know, I'm happy for it. I was there in the beginning. I was there in the middle. Uh, you know, he's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and um, I'm very proud of what he brought to the ball ballgame.
1: Hit him on Twitter, Marcus Camby, 23 As a Knicks fan, he had one of my favorite moments ever when he hit it on Dikembe Mutombo with a dunk in Game 2 when they got the NBA Finals in 1999. My boy still has a picture down on his screensaver, Marcus, of you putting it on the head of Dikembe Mutombo in that run. So believe me, it was a thrill really? to talk to you, brother. <laughs> oh,
5: man, bringing back memories, bringing back memories. Thank you, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, you, Marcus.
1: Great stuff by Marcus Camby from an NBA play play from 1996 through two thousand. 2013, like we mentioned, NBA Defensive Player of the Year when he played with the Nuggets in 2007. Hit him on Twitter at MarcusCamby23. Joining us here in and Carlin, my man Aaron Goldham over there, Freddie Coleman over here. Chris Friesen hit us on Twitter saying, I agree there are people that don't want to watch Heat N- N- versus Nuggets in the finals but can't do anything to change their mind, but also think the media as a whole could do a better job promoting teams in general, not just radio slash TV personalities, but the company as a whole. How excited would you to see a Nuggets-Heat NBA Finals matchup, hit us up at 888-ESPN, 729 Your calls are next on Canty and Carlin, and this is ESPN Radio.
6: Ball around the attack, goes it, at Grant Williams, throws it up, and scores off glass,
4: plus a foul by Grant Williams. Rebound, Vincent pulls up for three in transition, it's good! And the lead is up to 23, the largest of the game for Miami.
6: Miami routes the Celtics to take a 3-0 series lead. One win away for the Miami Heat from the NBA final. You reached had a sense of urgency. You know what we had to do today? We had to come
3: in and play hard. You don't want to give them any hope? Should I do it again on
6: Got
1: my man Aaron Goldhammer over there. Freddie Coleman over here in for the guys today and Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. series XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers say play ESPN Radio. By the way, round out your protection with life, phone, and health insurance. Aaron, you're a Denver Nuggets fan. Yeah. You live in the city of Denver? Yeah. I knew excited for a team that came to the NBA in 1976, long ago in the days of Dan Issel and yeah. David Thompson and yes. Doug Moe. They're yes. one game away from playing in the NBA Finals. They're eye candy if you're a casual basketball fan. Why aren't people more excited about a potential Heat and Nuggets NBA Finals?
2: Here's what I remember. When video games first hit, like the first original Nintendo and uh-huh. I had a Game Boy, they had, like, these NBA video games, but they only had 12 teams that you could play. And it was, you know, the typical Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, because of Jordan, blah, blah, blah. Right. The Nuggets weren't even in the game. Like, they didn't even qualify to make it into the game. So to me, as a kid who was at McNichols Arena watching Nugget basketball with Fat Lever before I was even walking and talking, my parents would bring me to these. Probably explains why I'm so crazy. I I probably shouldn't have been out of the house. Right. But it it just goes to show, you know, that uh, this is now uh, one of the franchises that has won the least in the history of sports. And they're on the doorstep of finally breaking through after, pff, what, almost now 50 years.
1: Mm, got into the NBA in 1976 and they're one game away from the NBA Finals for the first time ever. Old oh, the Great in St. Louis wants to share this at 888 ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six by the Heat Nuggets NBA Finals. First things first, how did old oh, the Great come about? Where did that name come from?
4: I was. Hello, uh, Freddie. I'm a big fan. Love hearing you during the day. Tell Fitzsimmons I said, what's up? I will. Uh, well, right on. Uh, basically, I worked at City Museum downtown uh, St. Louis. If you ever come to St. Louis, you should check it out. Okay. And an older gentleman I worked there, he called me that because he saw the way I interacted with the patrons that came to the museum and our co-workers, and that's, he, he, he named me it.
6: Okay,
1: sounds good. So what, what are your thoughts about the Heat Nuggets NBA Finals, brother? Yep.
4: Well, here's the thing. It's a, It's. It, I'll take it a step further with my guy who just talked. Yeah, this is like a Nintendo. Is an original 8-bit Nintendo <laughs> NBA Finals because he's confused. Lakers and Bulls weren't on that uh, Nintendo game. It was double dribble, and it was no-name teams. It was Miami versus Denver. It was, it was San Diego versus Los Angeles. You just had straight names. This is like a football uh, 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 NBA Finals to me, Miami versus Denver. I don't want to see it. I want to see Denver versus Boston. Denver is the best, is the most complete team out in the West. Boston, I thought, was the most complete team in in, in the East. Yeah, I wanted not. to see those two go at it, and I yeah, got Boston. That's my team.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that if the Nuggets played the Celtics, they demolish them because I'm just seeing what the Heat are doing to them, and I think while they have a lot of talent on paper, it means you know you need so much more than that in order to win a championship. And this series, frankly, I mean, now it just hasn't even been close. Boston can't even steal a game against Miami.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the Denver Nuggets, some people can score. They can score when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. And the Los Angeles Lakers are finding that out in the worst way. Brandy in California, what do you got to say about a potential Heat Nuggets NBA Final Series, my friend?
2: What's up, Brandy?
4: What's going on, man? Hey, I'm I'm actually excited about it. I'm a Lakers and Kings fan, uh, born and raised in L.A., those are my two teams, and I'm still holding uh, holding on to hope for LA to turn it around because they're not getting blown out like Celtics. Uh, so, uh, but I'm getting to know some players that I never knew about, uh, Jamal Murray. Who is that dude? I never knew about him. <laughs> he, he's he's, he's good. On, uh, the Miami, that boy, Miami that heat. boy,
2: good, Brandy. He is. <laughs> that, that, he, he is like sexual chocolate, man. That guy is good. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. <laughs>
1: I believe Nicola is my future. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but you're right about a guy like Jamal Murray. And I read this great story of the weekend, Aaron, when he told his, tore his ACL. Yeah. He was in tears on the bus. And Mike Malone, the Nuggets head coach, looked at him and said, yeah, well, you know, injuries are tough to recover from, but you'll uh-huh. be fine. He goes, I'm afraid that you're going to move on from me because I'm damaged goods. And Mike Malone said, you'll be here longer than I will. Yeah. He said, this is you and I together with Nicole. You're not going anywhere.
2: You know, one of the hard things about that injury, Freddie, it happened in April. You know, if those happened in October, you miss one season. He sure. missed two playoff runs. Yeah. So think about this. The last time the Nuggets were in the postseason with both Murray and Jokic, they went on that run past the Jazz and the Clippers to the conference finals of the bubble. So we should have known that this was going to be a super potent team come playoff time because Jokic is even on another level, and also they're supporting players like guys three, four, five, six, seven, from Christian Brown to Bruce Brown. They've gotten good con- – Jeff Green, they've gotten good contributions from everybody.
1: Yeah, they're long, and they make it very hard to try to block their shots or contest their shots and also try to get around long defenders. Don't forget game four of the NBA Western Conference Finals tonight. The legs will try to find a way to game five. They host the Denver Nuggets in Los Angeles. Angels presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on most ESPN radio stations and on series X and Channel 80. Aaron Goldhammer, Freddie coming in for the guys, and Canty and Carlin. Speaking of the Lakers, will they be that desperate to get LeBron James a fifth championship that they will reach out to Kyrie Irving? Huh? That's next ooh, on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.